Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. So uh, it's uh, it's me, my name's Liam, we've got Fraser, hello Fraser. Hello. And we've got Simon, hello Simon. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, right, okay, we're actually going to talk about football today, um, but I warn you, I'm sat here with a gin and tonic. Um, I, I, Fraser's already sort of berated me for that for being too high class. What have you got, Fraser? <laughs> well, to be fair, I do enjoy a gin and tonic as well, um, but I've got a can of Guinness. Can of Guinness, lovely. Yeah. Uh, you see, you can't do the slow pour with that. <laughs> no, I know you can't. But uh, you know, uh, Simon, can. are you are you holding? I'm, at the moment, I'm on an apple juice. I've, I'm yeah, I've, I've been out in the garden all day, so I've kind of needed. Needed fluid, otherwise if I don't, I, I might well join you in a gin and tonic later. But if I ah. have a gin and tonic straight after coming in from the garden, it would just gone straight down. Well, no, and interestingly enough, this isn't interesting, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um, if you're looking to rehydrate, it's best not to just have water. If you put like half and half with apple juice, yes. um, you absorb yeah, it better. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I've got. A half, yes. Not, not what do they... Pint what do the ex pint. what do the experts say on like double measures of JD and things like that? Is that in there? Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this was this was my wife recovering from uh, gastroenteritis, so <laughs> they didn't really cover that within. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, there you are. That's out for the people now. Anyone who's who's still <laughs> listening to us now, the official one's out. But as I said, we can say things they can't. They had to be really polite about the the, uh, Sunderland documentary. Um, We are actually going to talk about some football um, because some stuff has happened. And then we're going to move on to what we're looking to do in the next sort of few weeks and however long we're in lockdown. Um, So football things have happened. Um, Scotland have finished their season. Yes, Scotland has football too. (laughs) See, always, Fraser was first to laugh. Relegated from Division Four back in the day, you then went into the <laughs> Scottish Premier League because that was the order that they did the results. You go, you know, Divisions One, Two, Three, and Four, then Scottish Premier. So it would be, oh, that must be where you go if you get relegated. Yeah, imagine <laughs> not, uh, not... that's why Bournemouth were bucket collecting because that's one hell of a drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Premier League and EFL are still saying they want to finish the season, even if it's behind closed doors. They still have said that they want to finish by the 30th of June, but they've even they have even talked about the fact it's likely to be the 8th of June. They restart. Oh, that's a date that was mentioned within their meetings. Um, That's talking about three games some weeks. Is that likely to happen? I I don't know. It. If it's for all the, you know, if all the teams are in the same situation, which we pretty much will be, it's not like there's lots of teams with loads of games in hand. You know, it, it's it's happened in the past, you know, not that I remember it, but 1962-63, when we had a very heavy winter, and loads of snow, heavy snow. Um, we ended up playing, as did everybody else, loads of games to, to get the season finished as soon as, you know, was was possible. So it could be, it could be done. And, and it it won't sort of um, benefit anyone else, anyone you know, over and above one team over another because you you're all in the same boat. So it, it could happen. Yeah, I I can see that it could. And and what they're talking about doing is potentially putting all the the staff and players 
into their own sort of quarantine so they're unlikely to get infected for the few weeks that this is happening so putting them all into hotels so they're not interacting with anyone else and in theory it's a, a coronavirus free zone um and then sort of sort of playing it out um I, I guess the financial implications of that are less than the legal battles that you spoke about last time, Fraser. Um, that I, I, I'm guessing this is all to avoid that. So, so it's in their interest to save that money. Otherwise, I think they would just follow suit of several other leagues. Um, yeah. What What would you do, Fraser, Councillor Webster? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was up to me to decide what we do. Yeah. Um, being, I say this with, with the, the, I have to add in that I'm naive about what the financial implications to clubs would be. I would cancel the season and start again in August. Um, I, I, I know that sounds crazy, but I honestly think long, I said this on a bit on the last pod, but I think long term, that is the best solution for football um, in the long term. If you if you start messing about with next season, I just think that you're going to have to cancel tournaments somewhere, which immediately throws up problems with sponsorship money that's already been paid. You're gonna, so whatever gets cancelled, there's going to be an issue there financially. Um, it's with, what do you cancel? Do you cancel the FA Cup and the League Cup? Because clubs like us would argue, well, hang on, you're still playing the Champions League. You know, things like that. The, it's worth good money to, to, to whoever goes far in the tournament from our sort of level. Um, if you if you make the season end late next year, when do you play Euro 2021? If you make the season after that, 21-22, start late, that's then going to finish late. And the one after that needs to start early because the World Cup is halfway through it. I know that feels like a long way away, but it really is a big chain reaction, isn't it? You know. If you start moving things around just to get these nine games done, I think you may well quickly find yourself in a position where you think, if we just cancelled that and started as normal in August, we'd have a lot, we'd have far fewer problems now. But so firstly, I, that is assuming that we can start in August. Well, well, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, so it's a big risk, but I, I, I think, it, I think every option presents a large amount of headache and risk. And I think that one present, in my opinion, that one presents the fewest. And as I said at the start, I say that not knowing what the financial implications would be. So um, I, I think football, especially at our level, very much is about a finite amount of cash flow. It's so, as we found out with unpaid tax bills, it seems to be so month to month. And if we suddenly delay a season next year, I just feel like we could get over it quicker if we aren't, if we're in trouble for the next three months and then it's back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Instead of the problems are still here. Um, so would you two or three years down the line? Would you make that call now, or yeah. would you try to um, delay it as long as you can to see if you can play it all behind closed doors? Um. I think we sort of have done that, haven't we? We've, we've tried to wait to see what's going to happen. And I mean, the, I think we've still got a bit of time, but really not very much. The clock is very much ticking. And it surely, I mean, the players are going to have to have, it's going to have to be a gap between the two seasons, isn't there? I don't know how they're going to figure that. I guess it's, it's definitely going to be shorter. We know that. It can't be three months, surely. Because if we're finishing now, the behind closed doors thing, if we're finishing in mid-July, then... We're starting in what mid October, 
Um, well, I think I think what they would end up doing is going. Well, you had your break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, that, yeah. yeah. So like you've got um, like three weeks of pre-season, so to speak, yeah. even though you've just been playing. So probably yeah, yeah. a week off and then back in for two weeks, um, or or whatever clubs want to do. And I think that's yeah. how it would go. Uh, it, and it's uh, and just, and on that, I don't you know I don't say that easily. I'm an Oxford fan. We've had an amazing season and we have an amazing chance to go up. It's not an easy. I say that like I'm making the decision. It's not an easy decision to make. Um, but yeah, I I just think I think if you if you be if you're selfless about it and you put the whole bigger picture of football into it across the next few years, I just don't see what the I don't see what the better option is. Well, I think regardless, there are good and bad aspects of it, aren't there? The the good aspects are we get a full next season. Um, it, like I, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. Next time we are sat watching a warm up, knowing that kickoff is in 20 minutes. Oh, oh it's going to be amazing. Oh, Just I'll even the take buzz ke- there. Let Kettle ref it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Deadman back to run the line. I couldn't care less. Um that's going to be amazing. Um, but yeah, there'll be good and bad things. If they do sort of manage to finish it all off, brilliant. As you say, we've got a good chance of promotion. What an amazing season. We get to finish it off. Everyone gets their cake and eat it sort of thing. If they don't do that, if they do end it now, either we're very likely to go up if they do relegations and stuff like that, yeah. or the lot down the A420 don't get promoted and it's really funny <laughs> yeah that's brilliant um, win win but i think yeah. you know, as, as we as we said on the last pod i think there has to be an acceptance from all clubs and all fans that whatever solution is 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 agreed on and put into play it's going to be unfair to someone it just is mm. um, yeah it depends we're not in normal times you make it an absolute rather than a majority you know because i'm guessing all the clubs will get a vote Rather, you know, if it's a majority vote, some people are going to be unhappy. You just look at what's happening in Scotland, where it was kind of put out to the clubs, what's the best way of doing it? The majority said, well, let's finish it where we are and, and promotion relegation is decided on where we are at the moment. Yeah. Now, of course, if you're not in the relegation spots or if you're, you know, if you're close to being relegated, you're going to say, no, we'll, we'll finish where we are. So it, yeah. it's it, it's it, you can't expect turkeys to vote for Christmas. No, but so why are you expect you know and it it's gonna there are gonna be people unhappy. Is there a better way of doing it? I really don't know. You know you because you could look at points per game over a season, but then that doesn't take into account form. You know, and we're we're the form team in the division at the moment, or we were when it stopped. You know, Wickham well not were, just that the the teams that are around us with a game in hand are Coventry and Wickham and that game is against each other they can't yeah. both win it no, so, exactly. so they can't both get two points from it because yeah. that's their current form or and, or that's the form, form in the season was appalling you know yeah. it, you know they they went from sort of second in the league and and you know miles ahead of us in the space of a couple of months we went flying past them and and now you know we're in the playoff places we're we're at the top it, it it's so yeah. So difficult because because there is a vested interest for everybody who's voting, and you wonder whether there's there's a better way of doing it. Oh, Mathematic, you know, the Duckworth Lewis method in cricket is a way that everybody signed up. Of course, there's the issue now is is finding a 
um, a method that everyone's going to agree to when when that method is put to people they'll work out where they're going to finish and go no i don't like it because it doesn't suit us yeah and, it, it's, and uh, it's... the sad thing is i honestly believe that if liverpool had already won the premier league we would have cancelled the season by now um it, I, honestly mm. i think if they had their title if yeah. all the european spots were decided in the premier league the premier league would have put the pressure on and said let's cancel the season because mm. Uh, for, they'd have made some lineup, but it but it well we've we've done our business, and let's be honest, the Premier League run the show. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just do, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Um. So, and the other telling thing is, if you take, if you took, if you were to have everything as it is, but you took money out of the equation, we would have cancelled the season by now. If there was no, if it, if finances weren't a factor, this is of course an imaginary world because they are the most important <laughs> thing in football now. Then it, it would have been cancelled by now. It's 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 all coming down to. I'd imagine Scotland. It's easier for them to cancel it because there's nowhere near the sponsorship money at stake or the financial no, loss at but stake. No, I when guess. I was on the Rangers pod, they were talking about the fact they they can't move for Championship football and Premiership football up in Scotland. Yeah. But trying to see televised Scottish games isn't that easy. Yeah. Um, no, so absolutely. like that is banded around the world. The, our top two divisions are banded around the world. The the annoying thing is we're so close to one. Yeah, I feel what may happen, and I've seen this suggested a bit, is they'll cancel League One and League Two, and they'll they'll finish the top two because they'll. I was, I of course don't agree with that, but I think they'll see us as well. It's not really that relevant, is it? Let's get the top two. Let's get the big earners done, yeah. and those guys can just accept that we've cancelled it. Would it really shock you if football did that? Not at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you consider, you know, you, you watch the um, football focus or the uh, final score thing comes through and, and how frequently we're called Oxford City. Oh. You know, it, it, it's, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if they said, no, we're going we're gonna, to, we'll, we'll continue yeah. with champ, Championship and Premier League, you're right. And, I think it's the Championship, the, the fifth biggest league in in europe or yeah, something like that yeah. yeah in terms of yeah supporting, uh, supporting yeah. and money and everything yeah 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 so i Which wouldn't be surprised at all if they did would that. be a sucker punch from our point of view oh, but absolutely. i mean from coventry's mm. oh, yeah um but yeah also it's weird can you imagine if they just suspended it now cancelled it it would it would be wor- it would feel worse than and I understand this is the the, the opinion I uh, this is the position I agreed with but it would be worse than if we got to the end of the season and blew it just never knowing oh mm. <laughs> <laughs> just drive you mad thinking well, I wonder what we would have done that season but yeah there we go <laughs> um yeah I, it's a weird time for football anyway isn't it um what what do we do we think there's any chance they would do what I mentioned a few weeks ago and go, right, you start next season in August on the points you've got at the minute? I know that means that records are out the window because people will finish with <laughs> uh, 180 points or whatever. Mm. Um, but mm. is that a, a kind of midway point that could be looked at? I think when, when you suggested it before, I thought, actually, that's not a bad idea. It It allows you to take, you know, a bit of an advantage with what you've done this season so it doesn't completely negate what's happened this season but it also allows clubs plenty of time to you know to catch up it's you're not shortening seasons or anything like that i, I think it's not a bad idea yeah which which Would means we... it will probably never be thought about by the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way I... too too clever 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, actually, Liam. I think it's a really, it's a very sort of fair halfway house. It's sort of, well, look, we can't, let's all understand there's a global pandemic going on here. Yeah. And this is this is the best we can do to to try and give everyone, you know, the footing they were on. I mean, I don't know what you do with the Cups. Would you finish the FA Cup somehow and then start again? I don't know, but, you know, you can figure that out, can't you? But, um yeah, 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 sort of finish this one and then do another one and then have a playoff final <laughs> with the two winners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what you do in terms of cups or anything like that. I, I just, I, I think the longer it goes on, the more we're expecting them to go. Yeah, we're just calling it a day. Um, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Just because that's happening with everything, where you go, oh, is that going to happen? Oh, it's happened now. Yeah, I mean, but are the are the numbers dropping slightly um of is it getting better um i think it's leveled out but right. you you know it seemed to drop down and then it's gradually crept up by sort of 10 so it, it was in the 900s and then it went back down to the sort of 600s now it's back in the 700s and it's like um mm. in terms of the deaths but then it, you know it's there's the big what counts as a death from it this is this has turned more into news than i thought it would but um in terms of it's only hospital deaths that they know the people have got it well i know six people who i can say have had it two of them have been tested and both of them were positive and both of them have recovered but the other four people i have no doubts have had it from how in contact they were with people and the symptoms they had um so you know it's it's one of those things where we we don't know how many people have already had this especially as some people don't show any symptoms and some people show different ones some people show very mild ones um yeah it's it's really impossible to say that like there are people who've who've been positive for it twice with a negative in between and they don't think they've re-caught it they think it's like it's been dormant mm and sort of come back out it's it's an unknown virus um and so you know kudos to the people in oxford who are working on this vaccine Mm. i've seen a few oxford fans saying how sort of you know they're they're proud of oxford anyway but you see this you see the city in this sort of scale where they're they're doing something so huge and that's that's brilliant yeah um anyway the other thing (laughs) now we've got now we've reached that um uh the other thing we're looking at doing is um I'm trying to avoid the phrase ripping off the match of the day podcast format, but basically that um, where we'll chat about the top fives instead of doing top tens because there are uh, sort of more more people discussing it. Um, But we're not going to do one of those now. We're just going to discuss the type of topics. And then anyone who's listening, um, if you want to let us know what top fives you would like to hear and any contenders you would put into the top fives we mention then uh yeah just tweet us let us know um so uh let's start with managers are there any managers that spring to mind if i said top five we won't do the list now but um who who jumps into your mind as soon as i say excellent well, oxford manager well i think i think we can all agree that current what people talk about nowadays is win percentages, isn't it? You know, that's always the way, win percentages. And I think most Oxford fans would, would immediately spring to mind, you know, as as the highest win percentage of any managers in our history is the committee of board members between the 6th <laughs> of November 1958 
and the 1st of January 1959. Exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah. exactly, <laughs> Freddie. It does. It, you know, whenever you're talking about managers, that's that's there, isn't it? You, you yeah. immediately think of of that committee of board members in the late 50s with a 54.5% yeah. win percentage. Paid 11, <laughs> won six, lost yeah. lost five. You know, that, it, yeah. even Jim Smith. You know, when yeah. we were storming, you know, up the divisions, couldn't match that. So I think, well, you know, we, we, I mean, I mean, even Gary Waddock can't get near that. No, no, <laughs> you know, it was. It's quite a phenomenal win percentage yeah. for, uh, for. And I, I would imagine they weren't tracksuit managers. You kind of get the feeling in the late fifties, a committee of board members would have been very much uh, suited and booted uh, with yeah. a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, win percentage is obviously important. But um, I would I would draw your attention to Pep Clotet and say his win percentage wasn't bad. Our league position wasn't bad, but the style of football and the just the whole atmosphere was <laughs> dreadful. Like yeah. it, it, there was one of those things they asked on on I think it was Rob Dickey's pod was. Um, was about Pep and when he was there and they've talked about a few different things including when oh it was um also on the other on Tut Manor's podcast with Jerome and they were talking about Clotet and and stuff like that they the the 7-0 loss was that the end of Pep Clotet no I don't think it was I think it was when we lost 2-1 I think it was it was when yeah when he shushed the fans and I know Henry did as well (laughs) but then we lost and they yeah. were they were awful. Yeah, and and like you say, Henry did, but it it's it, it's less acceptable that the manager does it because I mean, come on, Pep. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, um, you're supposed to be above that sort of thing, but yeah. And Henry did comment on it um, afterwards and say, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But then he may have been told to. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, win percentage isn't everything. I think the the. Maybe four that spring to mind, they may end up being kicked out, are Chris Wilder, who Fraser doesn't know if he loves or hates him, um, Michael Appleton, <laughs> Dennis Smith and Jim Smith. They're the four that jump out to me that I saw. I mean, mm. I, I think, you know, it's within my time of watching. Um, they're the ones that jump out. Uh, any advance uh, on those guys? Yeah, I think in, in our lifetimes of following Oxford, definitely, you know, it will be for the older, older um, fans who, who might sort of talk about Arthur Turner, who was sort of 10 years at the club from Southern League to second division. And that was, you know, during a period of time when we changed our name, we entered the Football League and we became an established Football League club. And I guess he would be in terms of importance to the football club, way up there, you know, massive, massively important to, to establishing us, establishing us as a, as a football league. I don't remember, you know, he left the club when I was about one year old. So he's not, it's not like I remember him being there, but I, I think you're right. Certainly, certainly Dennis Smith and, and Wilder and uh, Jim Smith and, and Appleton, you know, the, We've not had a massively illustrious history in terms of promotions all the time. So those those were managers that that did something with us. Maybe maybe that'll be our top five. <laughs> but if if it is, then we'll need to do a worse five as well. <laughs> yeah, oh God, how long have we got? <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I think there is that whole thing. In terms of how good the football is, do we think the current manager would be a million miles away? Uh, no, I just feel he's... Um, he's not really he's, achieved a thing He's yet, not he? finished his chapter yet. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. And I think there's always, that whenever you talk about top fives of anything, you, you sometimes see it with, um, um, well, they, they'll do a top best singles ever. And depending on when it is, you know, I think if you, there was there was one back in the day of Days of Bross and, and they had like three in the top ten of best singles of all time. And you kind of think, well, clearly not. So there's always <laughs> that because it's current and, you you know, you might look back to, to managers who we've not mentioned, who perhaps under really difficult circumstances, did a, did a pretty good job, you know, and, and they've kind of been lost in because they they didn't achieve a promotion. And actually, just look, having a quick look on Wikipedia, the the five managers that we've mentioned there, the two Smiths, Appleton and Wilder, and then Arthur Turner, are the only only managers that have achieved promotions with us, which is. God. Some going, and I know. I, I kind of looked at it and thought, no, that can't be true. It's like, no, that that's you know, obviously Morris Evans won the League Cup with us, but it's you know, Appleton had a promotion, Wilder had a promotion, Dennis Smith a promotion, Jim Smith a promotion, Arthur Turner so, promotion. Other than that, nobody got promoted. Wow. So was the promotion before Wilder the Dennis Smith? Um... The last time, yes. Yeah, oh, the second division. <laughs> funny that to think that I know it's, 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 if you, yeah, have a look on Wikipedia at the managers thing and it's, there's just lots of blanks down the right hand side for you know where it's uh, it's honours and there's, yeah. there's not a lot there to be honest oh. Simon I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> you know when you you know when you like you look at how many people we took to Wembley uh, uh, in 2010 and you look mm. at the Milk Cup final and you look at certain games and certain things and you're like, oh, actually, we're an awesome club. And you talk about demographics and there's been a lot of talk about that under Tiger and there was under Eels that we've got a similar demographic to Brighton. So if we went up to the Premiership, we could should get similar attendances. And they talk about things like that and you think, yeah, come on. The only, the only sort of big club in the county, the only professional club in the county... We could be huge. And then you hear other things and you think, oh, no, no, (laughs) we are small, aren't we? You remember why we're called the fence end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so managers, we'll talk about them. Um, We'll um, if we're completely ripping off um, match of the day stuff, they've done goalkeepers. Um, I I think at that point you can probably go current. I think he's done so much in sort of cup runs um and sort of big games he's turned up in um uh phil whitehead for me is he was the first oxford goalkeeper i saw and he was just immense um those two probably jump out the most ryan clark was awesome and obviously got us promoted and then you, you simon as you say there'll be the older people that look at your your sort of judges and just, so on yeah yeah, and and going back further, you know there'll be there'll be other 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 goalkeepers that people will remember. Um, but yeah, the uh, the one for me, I, I guess, is Alan Judge because he was the he was the one that that was there for the Milk Cup, and that was my kind of first big memory of, of of the club. So yeah, Alan Judge. Fair enough. Uh, didn't we sign Bruce Grobbler for like? It, we signed him and he never played or something yes, like that. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, signed him and then sold him. You sort of feel he'd if the one thing that they have talked about on the match of the day one. This is how bored I am in lockdown. I've basically listened to every podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they they talk about a few times like if it's you could have them in their prime. <laughs> he's the type of player you look at in the same way that we would go. Oh, Aldridge would be in our all-time eleven. He wasn't at his peak when he was with us. He was still exceptional. But you look at where players have gone to. Like, imagine, you know, Lundstrom and Bulldog. They were immense when they played for us. But you look at them now and they've come on so so far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fraser, who would who springs to mind in terms of goalkeeper for you? Oh, um, well, I mean, it, it's difficult to beat Eastwood if you, like me, started watching Oxford in the very late 90s. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot to choose from. <laughs> and um, following him round Tesco. Yeah, well, I had a bit of that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, there are far better goalkeepers, but just in terms of a personality, it's hard to ignore Elvis, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, just just because he's Billy Turley. Um, yeah, yeah, that was entertainment value. I think I think maybe you have those <laughs> ones where you talk about those wind up merchants, and we can yeah. discuss kind of him and Chris Maguire and Danny Hilton. And oh yeah, well that I sort of player that you just love. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, there's um, along with the Bruce Grobbler one, uh, one that I think we discussed this recently, but it's a, nowhere near as sort of well, no, not even in the same universe. But uh, Jimmy Glass <laughs> was an Oxford yeah. signing once upon a time. <laughs> um, so yeah, did he play? Did he did we did he play one game, Simon? Did we look that up? It was I one think game. It, yeah, think, yeah, just yeah. just a real kind of uh, yeah, yeah. blink and you'll miss him. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. It's um, like George Best signed for Bournemouth. That's yeah. a little stat that you hear down here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and and when he discussed it, it's like, oh, I cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, goalkeepers. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've really had of of in in my time. Um, who, well, there it's called Benji Bushell. Oh God. Sam Slocum. Yeah. That was, uh, Sam Slocum. God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I uh, oh, do you know it's weird in my brain my brain it's like it's tried to rearrange it so I have a better memory that that 15-16 season the keeper was Simon Eastwood but it, of course it wasn't but <laughs> no, that's what um, my mind tries to tell me <laughs> one of the board members who I shan't name said very much off the record if we had a penalty taker or a good goalkeeper we'd have gone up first mm. right. uh, and I, I believe that's true I yeah. I I'm I'm not saying those were bad goalkeepers, but there were some mistakes in there oh, the, for the football yeah. we were playing. Yeah, the, um, it, it, it sadly was a. I don't want to say the weak link because it doesn't feel like that season had a weak link. But if you had to pick one, it probably would be goalkeeper that year, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, and then we did miss a few penalties until Maguire started taking them. Yeah. Oh, Liam, don't just go throwing his name round like that. <laughs> when he's going to be. Oh. <laughs> um. Right, any any captains spring to mind? If I say top captains, um, and I guess it needs to be for their role as a captain. It can't just be um, Bino because he was such a good goal scorer. I, I'm sure he was a good captain. I, th- I think the one that that immediately jumps out to me is John Lundstrom. Yeah, gorgeous. Mm. I reckon he was an immense captain. Yeah. Um... Um, Matty Elliott, I think he captained us, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he would have been great as well. 
Is there some sort of stat for like who, who was the captain for the longest? Is that kept a record of or? Uh, well, we can go over to our stats man and say, Simon, do you know if there's a record somewhere of that? I don't. If I'm being honest, I don't. But I, I, what I'll do, we'll have a look before the next, before we do the actual Captain Top 5 podcast. I reckon the uh, the, the wonderful Rage Online um, thing might have something in there. I would I would have thought maybe someone like Ron Atkinson. Yeah, yeah that's he, likely, he played for such a long time and, and, and was... You know, he a bit like um, Arthur Turner. You know, he he was there before we became a football league club, and he was there for sort of ten years after we became a football league club, and, and was a you know a huge, huge influence on the club as a captain. You know, and I I, I if I was asked to put a bet on, I reckon it would be Ron Atkinson would be would be my bet for the most times as a captain. But we'll, we'll check fair enough. That out. I'm right yeah, I, I think that's a good <laughs> guess. Um, right, if we, uh, again, another one match of the day I've done, I've done European imports. Um, I don't think we can <laughs> split into continents for us, really. So if <laughs> we just say overseas imports. <laughs> um, well, if we just say overseas, uh, I can only think of one that has stood out as, as someone I've loved, and that's Ricardinho. Am I just yeah. being very short-sighted? No, I think that's a, a very good call. Simply because, you know, the level we've been at recently, that's not, you know, foreign imports isn't something we particularly do. Well, I was going to say do a lot. We do it occasionally. And, and you know, Pekowski, we, we had a, a little bit of an under pep, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Obviously, with Ricardinho really being the only one that that is memorable in a good way. Um, yeah. I, I think the most awkward thing about Van Kessel <laughs> is, <laughs> is he scored an exceptionally good goal. Yeah. Which, as soon as it went in, people seem to have forgotten that it all started because he didn't control it. <laughs> That's why he <laughs> went out wide. It wasn't a choice. Um, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, please do it again. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating because he was he was fast and he had a good mind. But, you know, he had something of the Sean Riggs about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'd love to think of another. I'm sure there are. I'm trying to think of. uh... Like Ford falls into it as a as an Irish lad, but he um, he is it's too current. I don't think he's he's in there with the (laughs) Carl Robinson sort of bracket with that. Um, If you want to jump, if you (laughs) if you want to get desperate and jump into the conference era. I had a small a, a small liking for Yemi Odebedi. He's Nigerian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think I think with the lack of ones we can think of, we can take that. Yeah, yeah. Carrie <laughs> um, Evans. Carrie Evans is a New Zealander back in the uh, in the early nineties. Okay. Oh, okay. Quite a number of games. Quite in, he was an interesting character. You know, he was over here studying, wasn't he, uh, at um, at university at Oxford. Yeah. Um, and kind of. Uh, was a bit of a, a, a an odd route into football for him um for us but he, he was quite a player decent player and and now is is he does sports psychology or something now i'm sure he's he's quite well regarded in, in um in medicine terms yeah um maybe we'll have to include northern ireland and then we've got <laughs> obviously gavin white mark sykes and jimba jilton mm. Uh, in terms of like awesome players to look at, yeah, we'll like we'll have a think about that. It was when we start including like he was born on the Isle of Wight. 
I think uh, is Ray Houghton Northern Irish. He, no, he's Republic of Ireland, but born in Glasgow. Oh. He he played during in the same way that John Aldridge isn't. You know, you wouldn't say John Aldridge was Irish, but he played. Right. Oh, okay. When, right. You know, he's he's the um yeah. the, I know, the I, Jack Charlton era when if you if you like Guinness you could play. I think was the. Because he's got a Scottish accent, hasn't he? But I, yeah. I thought he, yeah. so. He's he's Republic of Ireland, is he? He's Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Right. Oh, there you go. That that counts then as, as from the continent. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Um, goal scorers, that's always a fun one to talk about. Bino's got to be up there. Atkinson's got to be up there, obviously, because they scored the most. Yeah. Um, Aldridge springs to mind. Paul Moody. Um, oh, yeah. uh, and then is it's difficult to say if Matty Taylor's too current. I, I think I think he probably needs another season before we can include him. Yeah. Um Kemar Roof, is he a natural goal scorer? There are interesting questions with that. Um, I can remember when I first started watching Oxford United, I said to my dad, because all the fans were making this booing noise, and I was like, why are they booing? He's like, no, they're saying moody. It's like, right, okay, <laughs> okay, they're saying moody. Right, okay, because he's the guy that scored, yeah. yeah. Is he the best striker in the world? And my dad said, no, but when he hits it, he hits it really hard. <laughs> and that stuck with me that that's that's you know what he was but he, phenomenal goal scorer um are there any others that spring to mind for you guys not really we've not been massively you know um overstocked with you know with goal scorers that were prolific for us we've had one or two that that were prolific elsewhere and came in and didn't do huge amounts um again just having a quick look on wikipedia there's there's only you know with um there's only a few that get into triple figures there's, you know even Aldridge only scored 90 for us which we did in a very quick turn peter foley joey beecham moody matt murphy scored quite a few for us but they weren't really that was because they were here for quite a long time but yeah bash steve basham i think yeah. if in a better side in a better team he'd have done a hell of a lot better yeah i i do uh they they've discussed this uh, on on a few different things he was unfortunate with when he was playing mm. um i think he, he would have been that goal scorer had we been fighting for promotion as well yeah uh yeah i think he was he was awesome um Fraser, would you include people like Chris Maguire in that category? Because obviously he scored a lot of goals. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've never, I, I've, oh, I'm going to use a, a, a fancy word here. I've seldom <laughs> watched. <laughs> a, uh, I've seldom watched an Oxford player and been so confident in their ability uh, as him. Uh, but in terms of, I don't know, he doesn't jump out when I think of goal scorers. I must say, and I'm, I'm a big fan, but. Um. Yeah, maybe, maybe not him in that category. He's just his own category, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he falls into a fair few, doesn't he? If we talk about yeah. flair players, he'll be there. Wine up merchants, he'll be there. Goal scorers, he might be there. Um, yeah. it, it, it's it's difficult. What I what what sort of number of goals did he score? I couldn't even tell you. Um, well, he was top goal scorer for a couple of seasons, wasn't he? Um, so I, I, I'm not really sure. It, James Henry's either reached or reaching 50 now, I think. Um, 
which for a midfielder is insane. Yeah. And that's been three seasons he's been top goal scorer. So Maguire was for what one and a half. Yeah. So my my guess would be he scored about thirty. Yeah, because um, I seem to remember that Swansea Cup game was one of his first games, wasn't it? He he signed in that January, I think, and then was yeah. with us for a year and a half. Is that right? Um. Yeah. Did he, he sign on loan he, and then sign sign? Yeah, because he came. I think he came on loan until the end of the promotion season, and then he signed for one year, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Wikipedia says he scored 17, but that'll just be league goals, won't it? Yeah, it feels like more than that. Um, uh, but yeah, there we go. But yeah, in in terms of um, yeah, in terms of well, that the it made it made that promotion game a lot easier when we got a penalty, which you're standing there thinking, if this goes two 0 we're going up. Um, and when he picked the ball up, I thought, oh, thank God for that. Because I didn't want someone to try and be the hero and, and you know, like... Um, no, you like you away. felt when Moose picked it up. Although, <laughs> yeah, you know, Moose, came, Moose had the goods that day. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, in terms of... I, I want to create a category, and I can't think of a way to say it, other than um, hard bastards... Sorry, Ed. Um, uh, like because it's it's basically because I want Andy Wing and Ryan Ledson to be in there, and I know people will be like Ryan Ledson's Ryan Ledson's like lightweight. He was lightweight, but he also ninety seconds into a game against the rivals at their ground broke his nose, and as a nineteen-year-old went, "No, I'm playing on." Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, anyone who says because he's little, he can't be. Um, you know, high in the hard bastard stakes. But they just that's nonsense. Yeah, you say he was it was a vicious little player, wasn't he? But Yeah. Um, and Andy Wing is my favourite Oxford player. I, I don't know why. It wasn't necessarily the most exciting to watch. I just liked it. it like yeah. if he decided I'm gonna kick that ball, didn't matter what was in his way, he was gonna <laughs> yeah. kick it. One of the best songs is all we want is a team of Andy Wings, isn't it? I mean that's yeah. that's right up there, yeah. <laughs> um and then obviously Shotton and Briggs. Um, jump straight into that category. Um, yeah, they would, they would fly in that. I I sort of struggled to think of others. Well, I'm sure there have been. Billy Whitehurst, which I think if you're compiling a list not just of Oxford hard men but of football hard men, you'd be he'd make the top five. And because there's you know there's the there's almost like the the pantomime hard men like Vinnie Jones who yeah. you know who played with Whitehurst at um, Sheffield United. And there's a, there's a story that I remember being told this story by a guy on a train. We, we played at Rotherham and I was heading back to, um, we were visiting family. My wife's family are from Worksop. So I was heading back to Worksop after the, uh, the Rotherham game. I was chatting to a Sheffield United fan who'd been to, to Sheffield United and chatting on the train. And we the story got on to Billy Whitehurst and when uh, when Vinnie Jones was at Sheffield United with him, they they'd been out for a drink the 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 the, uh, the players and were getting a bit of grief from some Sheffield Wednesday fans, mainly because they spotted Vinnie Jones and thought they could wind him up. And it was Billy Whitehurst that sorted them out. And by sort them out, I mean he yeah literally kind of said right, who, which one of you guys wants to go outside with me and we'll sort this out. 
So one of them stepped forward. They went outside. Billy Whitehurst came back in about 30 seconds later and said, right, well, we're having no more trouble from you lot then. (laughs) (laughs) At which point it was kind of like, so I think there's, there's that kind of real proper, well, they say proper, you know, proper hard men who just don't go around being stupid with it. But you, you know, you just knew you were, if you were an opposing player, you were in for a hard time. I think Vinnie Jones is a bit of a, you know, he's a pantomime villain. Yeah. As Billy Whitehurst was, I believe he, he kind of... He well, top, I think that was the big his, thing. Didn't he top up his wages with bare knuckle boxing? It was, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Um, I think there's there's that sort of, like, Briggs is, um, is known as, like, the Briggs will get him. Yeah. Like, you'd never see it. The ref would never see it. No one would ever see it. But the player that needed to be taught a lesson was taught a lesson <laughs> yeah. and yeah it, it's that sort of thing where you're like oh it's it's um it's not that hey everyone look at me that Vinnie Jones has and several mm. players have it um yeah. in our league and we know when we're gonna play um Ivan Tony he'll be diving around it's that same kind mm. of oh we're playing them they'll do this but it's that subtle type that yeah yeah and Briggs was was one of those players who I don't think you saw him do a really bad foul because he was he was good. He, he was you know he was he was rock hard, but he was a very very good footballer. And the timing of his tackles, he would always win the ball, but then go through the man in the, in the process of taking the ball, he'd take the man out of him you know out of the way as well. Whereas he, you see some players who just try and take the man out and, yeah. and don't worry about the ball. He he was good enough to time it where he would absolutely wipe out the player in the in the act of taking the ball off him and it it looked well it was it looked like a perfectly good tackle because half the time it was it just back in those days you could you could take man and ball at the same time and he was good enough to do that yeah as you say it's that's the difference in the times isn't it um, mm. which I would say is unfortunate. And I, I say that very much bias. As soon as uh, a player takes out one of our players yeah. with a tackle, <laughs> I don't like it. But in, you know, in the moments where players slide in and um, looking very much at, uh, well, Riccardino didn't get any anywhere near the ball. <laughs> 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 um, a few of Ledson's tackles, for example, if yeah. they got called up, I was livid. Um, yeah. Um, two more sort of categories I'll, I'll quickly touch upon that we that we can look at. Um, best goal. Um, ooh, what springs ooh. to mind? Because obviously you look at like your Levens against Port Vale, and as brilliant as that was, and obviously Beecham against Blackpool, and it was Blackpool, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then you've got other ones where you go Halls against that lot was not only brilliant, but it meant so much. Yeah. Um, so you've you've got those to look at as well. Um, as you yeah. said that, the thing, the one, the, I don't know why, but the goal that suddenly sprung into my mind, maybe it's because he's been a bit of a, a YouTube sensation recently, is Jamie Mackey, but the goal he scored against Bradford mm. to win the game after, you know, that sort of five or six minute delay in what was going to happen. But, but the, yeah. the quality of that finish... For a player that you just you know you, you weren't expecting it from, was sensational. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. The touch and the finish were wow. I, I, yeah, I I I left a best man speech halfway through in Northern Ireland to hear about that goal. 
So that's my <laughs> dedication to the club right there. <laughs> Liam, it's one of these people who have weddings during the season. Yeah. Well, it, I know people who are having weddings outside of the season that might become in the season. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd give, I'd give them, I'd, I'd give them a buy. I'd say, well, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not coming, but you know. Well, <laughs> it's kind of worst case scenario now. He's like one of the people had his wedding originally booked for the third of May. Yeah. Mm. moved it till the second and i was like oh brilliant and then football gets cancelled and it's like oh brilliant i can just get absolutely plastered at his wedding and not be hung over on the last day of the season and then the yeah. season got done as well this is outrageous <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's taking all the good things it means um... i it means i'll be with my wife on her birthday though so oh yeah. okay there you go she was third on the list though for a player while <laughs> um, um right yeah, so got, yeah sorry, goals um yeah uh, yeah, I know. I think you're absolutely right to say that you can divide them into the technique of the goal and 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 what it meant. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what it meant, I, I'd I'd find it really hard for in my time watching Oxford for Alfie Potter's to ever be sort of mm. topped. Just it, just because I, I think we might have said this recently, but that that was a different sort of promotion. That was like dignity and pride, and you know, going from League Two to League One is is fantastic, is amazing, but. Getting out of the conference and back into the league, it's there's something added about that, isn't there? That yeah. um, it just it meant so much, I think, to the club and to I know we were winning already, but that obviously sealed it. Um, but yeah, and I can still see so clearly him. I can see Deering passing that ball from exactly where I was standing, and and yeah, and just the uh, the. It's I funny, isn't it? I don't that. know if if, um, if you've watched this, Simon. I don't know if anyone listening to us has, has watched this. But um, Fraser, I know from reading your Twitter um, feed, you've watched Quiz. That's dangerous. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a point in... I'm, I'm not going to tell you how it finishes. Um, firstly, <laughs> the performances are excellent. Um, Michael Sheen's insanely good. Um yeah. Anyway, there's a point in, I think it's the third episode when they're in court and the defence barrister says, "Uh, memories, you don't actually remember the memory. Once you've remembered the memory, each time you think of that memory, you are actually remembering the last time you remembered it. So each time you do it, it edits slightly and you, you make this like perfect memory. And as she was saying that, I was thinking, no, I know exactly what happened in that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, right. yeah. I think the amount of times though, you you go to a game and you go, oh, I can't wait to watch that back, and then when you watch it back, you go, oh, he headed it. I thought he volleyed it. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, see, this is my great dilemma with um, with uh, when you watch goals back and when you see like uh, clips that people have filmed from the crowd of goals. This is my great dilemma is that I don't like people doing that during the game because I think, why would you do that? Watch the game. You're there. But I absolutely love watching them back and I will not apologise for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good watching it back. I mean, that guy who does the away days thing, when he came to our game at Charlton and when he's filming himself and the people behind him uh, as Ledson scores that winner... I mean, that is such a great watch because it's so, you know, because it's just, well, because we know what happened. But um, it's, yeah. But if I saw someone doing that or 
I'd think I'd never do that. Why are you doing? Don't don't do <laughs> that and watch the game. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You've got those. It's amazing to watch those. It's also amazing to watch the opposition fans. Yeah. As that happens, there's obviously the awesome clip of the the goal that Hall scores at the county ground. Um, there yeah. are clips of that Charlton game. Um, yeah. There's a really good clip, and it's the only one I can find of the 90 seconds between Bino missing the penalty against Luton and Bino oh, scoring. Oh, that's outrageously good. And that's from the Luton fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's wonderful stuff. I can't but, get enough but, of it. I mean, I mean, and I'm not complaining. Why has that guy never taken that down? It's a Luton fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be. Well, I would question why he's put it up. Yeah, but <laughs> but Cause... he must have so many hits because I watch it a few times a, a month. <laughs> a <day. I> think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna watch but... it once we finish recording. Yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah, I've got a big dilemma about that, and because um, I I I was a fit, I was a right sort of a culprit for filming things at gigs, oh. and I made a promise to Kath of former fence end fame that I wouldn't do that again. So yeah. you're six foot three. I know you I know. can't be <laughs> holding something up. I know it's really bad, isn't it? Sorry, that's my. I guess I'm trying to get better karma now, so <laughs> you know, I can't take it back. It's done now, and I like watching those back as well. So there you go. Um, the uh, other one that I'll I'll do in one sort of lump, um, but we can split into home and away is best games. Um, it, it, my sort of curveball one is always Notts County away, fifteen sixteen season. Absolutely love that oh, game. Oh yeah. It was just the moment that. Um, as as we left the stadium, I said to my dad and my brother, we're going to go up this season. So check what our last away game is. And if we can get promoted that day, we're going to it. And so Paul looked on his phone and went, it's Carlisle. It was like, oh, what <laughs> is that? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. It couldn't be Wickham away, could it? <laughs> um yeah, that that stands out. Obviously, you've got games like um, Middlesbrough, games like Carlisle. Yeah. Um, not uh, sorry, County Ground, um, Charlton. All of those games spring to mind. Looking back, sort of further, four 0 against Peterborough, ninety five ninety six season. I'm sure there. Well, there are obviously hundreds to choose from. But any other jump out for you guys? Uh, um, that don't include Wembley. <laughs> um, the West Ham game this season. Um, oh yeah, fair that enough. That was just that was just something else. Um, Maybe we'll have to do top tens because you say yeah, West Ham I and I automatically like go, oh Newcastle three nil. Yeah, um, yeah, Swansea three two. Um, you know, you could. I think we could probably do a top twenty on that. Um, yeah, there's just oh. West Ham at their place when we lost in the last minute. It, oh, yeah, despite yeah. the loss, it, like up until the Middlesbrough game, that was the fa- my favourite loss. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I think I probably agree with that. Because um, it was just a great a great sort of day out as well, wasn't it? And uh, um, I think we'd just come up as well um, from the conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was that season. But yeah, there's loads of games you could pick from, isn't there? That I, I always remember the I've got fond memories of the Rushton semi-final. Um, it was quite a hot afternoon, and we sort of quite we beat them quite easily. Um, yeah. Um, in interesting fact for you, that was during the like twelfth man thing, where right, a fan yeah. would come out with the flag. It was it was my brother Paul at that game. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. So I was I was in the tunnel, 
um, at that point, and I was stood right next to them as the teams came out. And for a while, I was tagged in a picture on Facebook with Bino. <laughs> but he was walking out of the tunnel and, been, and had been tagged into it, and there was my nose in shot, so I tagged myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I'll tell you one that was a loss. Um, the Barnsley-JPT game. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a great day out, that game. It was before the tournament had turned into something you know we didn't really agree with and it was just a really we gave such a great account of ourselves we went ahead i know we eventually lost and we scored two really good goals and it was just a great day out really um yeah that stands out not like the the, the final the year <laughs> after bloody hell oh my word that's one of the worst <laughs> that if we do least favorite games that's up there yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you know, I, I I only watched the highlights of that for the first time about two weeks ago. And I don't know if you've watched them, but my God, we should have equalised towards the end of the game. Oh, it's outrageous. The chances we missed. Oh, oh well, it doesn't matter now. But, um, it does matter. Yeah, sorry, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, in ter- yeah the JPT one that was in terms of favourite losses that's that's right up there for me. Yeah, I'll allow you that. I did say not Wembley. It's just so it was just so you yeah. wouldn't go. Oh well, Oxford York again. Oh right, yeah. It happened, <laughs> yeah. Fraser. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. We could do a whole pod on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 we could. I, I really, ha- I've got to say this because you know I think Jerome, you listen to this, don't you? Because you like that tweet, and I'm clinging on to that. Um, you played a clip not you personally like you run the whole radio station but you played a clip four years ago um when we went for that jpt final in the build-up to it they sorry fraser can you can you leave some gaps so that if he's listening he can go yeah yeah go on (laughs) (laughs) so um jerome you um yeah no yeah all good yeah yeah good yeah you you played a, a clip thing um uh, at the, for the J, in the build-up to the JPT final uh, four years ago, um, and it was a clip show of that 2010 final of all these sound clips, and it was so well put together. It was so like I got quite emotional listening to it because I thought this sounds amazing, and it was like when they celebrated the winner and all the highlights of the goals, and there's loads of fans on it talking and people. Oh, I'm 90 years old. It's my Wembley. I really want to see as well. It was such a great clip thing, and I wish they would release it again because it's 10 years this year, isn't it? And what date was that? May something. Um, it must be quite soon, but I really hope they play it again. The um, other thing that was great around that sort of time, the the fifteen sixteen season, was they they um, put together a, a clip of maybe ninety seconds of like iconic moments of commentary and and that exact same sort of thing. But they played it in the stadium just before kickoff, just before the teams came out to like yeah. get the fans behind. Yeah. And I loved it. And I went yeah. through a stage where as they were playing it, it was like the last five games as they were playing it. It sounds really corny and stuff. I used to close my eyes and just like take it all in, take in the atmosphere. As I opened them, the team would be coming out. You'd hear all the seats like whack the backs as everyone stood up. And it was amazing. And in the last game, I said to my dad and brother, right, I'm really looking forward to this now. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to this one now. It's obviously last game of the season. Um, We're playing against Wickham, absolutely packed. This starts... So I close my eyes and I have a moment to myself and like 15 seconds into it, Paul nudges me on the arm, which obviously takes me out of it. I open my eyes. He points across and goes, ha they're dressed like bananas. (laughs) (laughs) 
textbook. <laughs> they were, they, they were. Well, so it's not wrong. At least yeah. he interrupted you for a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I, yeah. uh, never I'm mind. guessing by the time O'Dowder made it 3-0, you had sort of made up and that was fine. Cause... <laughs> I, I was hugging everyone around me by that point. Oh, honestly, did you not just... I, I can't even describe the emotions of that game. It was... Oh. You know when you want something, you don't want something to end because you know you're going to go from being in that moment to it being a memory. Oh, yeah. I just, it was like I didn't want to leave the ground. I just wanted the day to just last forever. And, Have yeah. you seen the the Mitchell and Webb "It's Fine" sketch? I don't think so. No, I probably maybe if I. It's a news report that. basically, and it's the reverse of what you're saying. So they go across to it. So um, David Mitchell goes across to Robert Webb and goes, right, and we've got reports um, over that there was a fire, but I believe everything's fine now. And it's <laughs> it's Robert Webb going, yeah, everything's fine here. It was fine, and then there was a brief moment where things weren't fine because there was a fire, but now everything's <laughs> fine again. <laughs> and they go right, and uh, and the death count is like, yeah, people have died, but. They're not dying at the moment, so everything's fine. Oh, sorry, I've just heard someone's died, but they're not dying now, so everything's fine again. And it's just, they just, yeah, it goes As on If for it's ages. constantly present, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I, I sort of love. Yeah. Do you know, that actually, sorry, Simon, you've got a massive edit here, sorry. <laughs> that, I'm leaving that, all this in. That, oh, do, yeah. Do you know, that links me to something that I don't think it annoys me, it's just something I've noticed that, that, that it only really happens in football or or people who play any level of football when they describe something they i i don't i might be wrong in in the way i'm perceiving it but i think they talk in the present tense when it's the past tense so they go like this yeah. they go so i've gone in i've tackled him i've turned to the ref the ref said to, what do you mean i have it's i i it's just i tackled him isn't it why it's like they're they're saying it and they're telling someone on a walkie-talkie live what's happening i've tackled him oh i've gone in it's like do you know what i mean is is that is do you know do you, am i making no sense no i know <laughs> what you're saying and, and there was a, a um a professor of linguistics or something like that who who explained why that was happening because quite often it it's the footballer is often commenting on what they're seeing on a screen so they're they're, oh, okay. right. they're kind of talking about it in the pre, you know, or they'll be asked to to remember yeah. something from the past, but because it's it's it, them describing it at the current moment, it yeah. kind of confuses you. You're you're, yeah. you're you're explaining what you're seeing in the present, even though yeah, it was in yeah, the past, yeah. and therefore it gets mixed. So there was kind. Of, I understand the, the point. Yeah. yeah, I get the. Uh, what you're saying but there was yeah, there was a, an explanation for it but you're right it's very football yeah i've gone in a, there and i've edited it <laughs> yeah if you were in like sainsbury's and you saw someone and you got home and told someone oh, i just saw so oh, would you well i'm at the i'm at the mints i turn around <laughs> you wouldn't do that would you i don't know why people i don't know why foot, yeah but uh, okay well that's it that makes sense then as to why they do that yeah thank you simon you've cleared that up for me quite all right <laughs> Like if we if let's carry on with linguistics, I I like how if you add the word now to the end of a period of time, it sounds longer. Where if you go, oh, we haven't played, we haven't watched any football for four weeks, that doesn't sound that long. If you go, we haven't watched football for four weeks now. Oh right, yeah, 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 that's what you mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's oh what like how long have you been with your wife? Oh, we've been together eight years. How long have you been with your wife? Eight years now. 
I can see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it like I've started to introduce her as my um, my current wife because that <laughs> that makes it very present, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> you should introduce her as your first wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I often do flatmate. This is my flatmate. <laughs> I did that because I didn't like the word fiance. Yeah. Is she in <laughs> so. earshot right now? No, no, no. I mean, she's there when I introduce her to people. Oh, <laughs> I don't right, do it, okay. it across a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, she knows I'm an idiot. Cool. Uh, well, yes. Anyone who has ideas for top fives you would like to hear us do, or would like to make suggest, or and or would like to make suggestions for who should go into them, um, then do just tweet us and just tweet us to, you know, do something. These are difficult times. Find someone to talk to. Um, yeah, there. I I sort of feel I need to finish this with a sort of stay safe stay home save the nhs type thing but i'm pretty mm. sure you all know that and i hope you're all sticking to it um it's obviously important we do and the the sooner everyone does hopefully the sooner it will it will all be sort of dealt with um yeah do i need to finish with some sort of joke now because <laughs> that was <laughs> that's not the jolliest I, well I, I this is kind of coronavirus and related i i phoned the council to ask about whether it was okay if I had a skip outside the house and she said I would if I were you could do with the exercise <laughs> um, I'm using it yeah, I'm yeah, using yeah. it yeah yeah cool uh well on that note hi Tim hi Rufy Roo hi, hi Andy hi Rob hi Jerome hi Ash yeah. hi Shane hi Kieran <laughs> oh hi Robin Cowan as well who listens to this off match of the day Oh, hi, Kath. <laughs> that sounded like a dig. I don't know why. It's like that. Oh, no. Robin Cowan I... off match of the day. Hi, Kath. Because <laughs> <No, laughs> I, I just thought, because he does listen, so I thought well, I'd just to say hi, Liam. Other now. People. Um, uh, yeah, oh, hi, Liam, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a Liam 3 as well, isn't there? Uh, do you know what? It's ridiculous the amount of Liams there are. And actually, after the Newcastle game, there was. Um, there was me, Liam Faulkner, Liam Potter, who's the other media guy. Um, Liam. There was another Liam. Liam Gilbert, this... maybe. And um... then there was Liam Kelly all in the same room. And I <laughs> went, I went, hey, we're all, we should get a Liam photo. So there is a photo <laughs> with all the Liams there. It may have only been four of us, actually. And you can yeah. see in this photo, there is no way Liam Kelly believes we're all called Liam. <laughs> You, you can tell he's like, oh, no, I've got nut jobs who are pretending they've got my name just for a photo. <laughs> I nearly got I, my ID out. I have often thought of saying my name is Kamar. <laughs> so we have to do the photo thing. But, uh, yeah, there's a guy called Liam Burton as well. He's He hangs around a lot. <laughs> All right, don't say hangs around a lot, like some sort of lurker. <laughs> um, Simon, you've got Simon Eastwood. Yes, uh, yeah, Simon Cliff. Simon, Simon Cliff, yeah. Um, Simon Heslop. Heslop. Yeah. Yeah. Ran, always ran like he was carrying a fridge freezer on his back. <laughs> <laughs> but like, could run like fast. Me, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser, I think you've. Pro- uh, are there many Frasers have played for us? I don't know. Are there any? Uh, I, not that I can remember. Um, in, I mean, just in general football, is there Fraser Foster? Mm. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and there's obviously the guy with the surname, Fraser, who always scores against us. Oh, yeah. Is it uh, Kieran? No. Is that Which, right? every time he does, you must be sick of it, because you just get a load of abuse from us going, oh, well done, Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not that sitcom in America, um, I welcome all the Frasers <laughs> who want to play football. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm pleased that has made it into the pod. <laughs> <laughs> If and you're still listening to this... It's because you're on lockdown. There's no other <laughs> excuse. Yeah. And um, that's the just... reason I've left it all... I'm going to leave all of this in, because there's no yeah, really do it. Yeah. Because nobody's, just... you know, in a rush, are they? I, I quite <laughs> like the fact that TV at the moment, loads of the adverts are made up from, like, phone footage and stuff like that. There is no way you're cutting the stuff with your dogs in the background earlier. <laughs> that's what's staying in because people don't care anymore there we go there we go <laughs> right, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> um cool well the way as well this is this is a bit like i don't know if you had the same thing with, with your family but you you go and visit someone and then you'd be stood on the doorstep saying goodbye for about 15 minutes because you know we we nearly finished this about 10 minutes ago and it's yeah quite, but i like that i like the fact that you, oh and another thing Oh, Fraser is oh, notorious for that. Oh, Simon, you should see me trying to leave places. I don't know what it is. I just feel like there's never... I want them to say, right, get out of my house. I want, And they shut the door. Because I feel like... I don't know, it's too It's too harsh. It's too... There's never. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. When we used to, re- we used to record the pod at Kath and Liam's house... And I would just be in the doorway for about three years, and I <laughs> I, I couldn't leave. And uh, but I, I, I don't sound like I wanted to leave. It wasn't that. It was just that I you know I had a house to go to. But that was when <laughs> that that was when Matt was also on the podcast, and he was polite, like really polite, and wouldn't want to be the first one to leave. So he'd wait until other people were like right, we'll leave now, and then Fraser would position himself between Matt and the door. Yeah, because <laughs> so I thought say, yeah, we would yeah. stand in the doorway and. Matt Matt couldn't leave. Yeah, yeah, because I thought, well, if... I, I sort of thought, if I'm going down, everyone's coming with me. Because you can't <laughs> just run out of here, because then how am I going to get out? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kath, Kath, if you're listening, and Liam too, I didn't want to leave your house. It's just that, <laughs> you know, I, I had a bed to go to. <laughs> Got to leave eventually. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I am curious to see how much of this <laughs> stays in. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see. And yeah, yeah. uh, yet again, I say thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.